Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And how about Lou Dort last night, Coach? We're going to build a two brains are better than one lineup on FanDuel tonight. And what I'd like to do is just put Dort in there nine times. <laughs> the Dortcher chamber has been opened. <laughs> yes, that was intense, man. 42 points. He took 31 shots. He just owned that game. What and the heck? Where did 31 shots come from? He just, he broke the slate. And yeah. it's fun. We had him on one of our hybrid lineups on FanDuel that cashed <clears throat> everywhere. So another solid night there. DraftKings wasn't as strong, at least for me, because uh, Gary Trent took an over on his three-pointers. And uh, yeah. it was cold. But, uh, but FanDuel was solid and... And we're going to get after it again here tonight on a big 11-game slate. You know, this is my sweet spot. When we get double-digit games, my eyes light up because there's a huge edge to be had for those that prepare like crazy and hand-build as opposed to everybody else throwing up their arms and just dumping it into a an optimizer and spreading out all their their uh, coverage. We're going to we're honing in on giving you an optimal winning lineup so give me those double digit games all day long yeah you know and by the way you mentioned that dort apparently wasn't in the optimizer he was one percent owned or less than one percent owned in most of my contests yeah so um that's that's the advantage we try to uh take you know hone in on here are just yeah. looking at things organically and we've we've gotten questions again recently what optimizer do you use to help you generate lineups we don't use one we just right. we analyze everything, you know, one game at a at a time, one player at a time to to come up with our lineup. So uh, it is somewhat painstaking, but well worth it, and yes. it's a differentiator for us, you know. So, you know, I also want to give a quick shout out to all of our new members. Yes, we we had a a boatload of them come in the last few days, and we just welcomed them with open arms. A lot of them, uh, you just had seen some of the posts on Twitter and different places, and, and hadn't even listened to our podcast. So, welcome to a bunch of our new listeners. Uh, you know, you'll see our our format always stays the same here. Uh, as Andrew said, our goal is we're going to go game by game. We're going to, you know, try to look at who are the fades, who are the best plays, and then we go through all of that to give everybody a good opportunity to build a solid. A skeleton lineup or pre-lineup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then as you follow us in Discord through the afternoon and our members uh, are in there, all of that news, you know, as we know, changes. And then that creates the, the final roster that we're able to uh, go to the plate with. And and I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's been really fantastic. And, you know, I'm real excited about the new folks being able to jump in and, and sort of look at a new system. It's, you know, they haven't attacked it with a process like this, most of them, where it's all about contest selection and bankroll management and then building by hand. It's, you know, like the rest of us that when we started out in this, there were only a few entities where you could get any information. So you grab that info and then you just tried to go from there. But you know, we have a tried and true system in place that is six years plus in the making. So, you know, welcome. And, you know, we look forward to just putting out uh, more and more winners. Last night was a winning night in baseball and basketball on both sides. So we want to keep that momentum going. It's, you know, though, Andrew, I mean, even when I put up like a $500 winner, I feel like a lightweight with <laughs> your 120K. Yeah. I mean, how, you know, but look at it this way. Every win is a win, right? Somebody Absolutely. said it in chat and celebrate all the victories. I Absolutely. think it was our man, uh, Crash Davis, that was was pumped up about that. So Absolutely. I'm with them. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Every day we're we're happy if we win, and that's what we try to do, whether they're, they're big or small. So right. tonight, Coach, with these 11 games, we have nine of the 18 teams involved in a back-to-back, two totals over 230 including yeah. the biggest uh, as a late-night hammer. Cannot wait to get to that game, Washington and Sacramento. But we go in order here of start time. Kick us off with Cleveland and Charlotte. Absolutely. And if, if anybody's thinking of, of 
you know, ditching us here. We have a two brains lineup, Andrew, yes. at the end of this podcast. I don't know if you mentioned it and I wasn't paying attention, but we will build a FanDuel GPP at the end of this podcast if and I'm going to get it going so it does end at some point okay. before the games. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got Cleveland at Charlotte. Cleveland on the first night of a back-to-back, Charlotte on the second. Charlotte is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is only 213-and-a-half because you've got two teams struggling right now. Charlotte's certainly shorthanded. Uh, they do get Rozier back today more than likely. Uh, but, you know, not expecting this game to blow up. Uh, but there are a lot of differences here, Andrew, that we have to look at. Um, Allen and Nance are back for Cleveland. That right. changes their whole perspective. And then we don't know on Garland and Sexton yet. They're both questionable. So they could go to back to their regular starting five out of nowhere where they had no of them, none of them last game. And uh, so we got to keep an eye on that. Then on the, on the Charlotte side, Rozier is probable. I, I expect him to play. And P.J. Washington is out. So uh, makes for, you know, a game where it's news-driven for sure. I think that, uh, you know, is there going to be a minutes restriction on Allen and Nance? I have That information has not come out yet. Uh, I do need that, as obviously we do if we're building this lineup. Uh, because, you know, love is in play, and if Allen or Nance are not on a, a, a minutes restriction, they become in play, especially if Garland and Sexton are out, because, you know, there's going to be usage to be had there. If they are out, I'm fine going back to Delhi again. Della Vadova is, uh, you know, he threw some real bricks up there, but the bottom line is he's going to have the ball in his hands the majority of the time, and, uh, you know, at that cheap uh, cheap salary. He's he's really a good bargain. But if either one of the guys are back, Garland or Sexton, then Delhi, Delhi's back to the Pines, sir. So uh, you know we'll look at that on the Charlotte side. Um, you know it's it, it, Rozier's the guy that I like, and I think he comes back without restrictions. I know his price is a little high, and it's against Cleveland. But remember, Cleveland's backcourt is not good defensively. Um, <clears throat> if they do play a Okoro on Rozier, you know, that may create a situation where I, you know, I don't want to go with Rozier at that price. Uh, but I'm going to be looking at matchups throughout the day. And unfortunately I can't, you know, narrow this down to who, who's in and who's out for me a hundred percent until we get that news on both sides, but definitely not with 11 games on the slate, not a key game. But you do have the back-to-back scenarios for both teams. You do have all this player movement of guys in and guys out. So maybe a one-off. It's worth keeping an eye on because there could be a, a small diamond in the in the rough in this game. Yeah, I would think on the Cleveland side for me, it's Della Vadova Deva, Deva only. Easy for you to say. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, if either or both of those guards out and he's starting, then maybe. But there's actually some other cheap guards here that are probably more uh, more likely value opportunities. So probably won't go with anybody on the Cleveland side. Charlotte with Rozier likely back. That certainly takes away a lot of the potential value, but it could still be a one-off for a guy like Bridges. Jalen McDaniels is cheap on DraftKings. Yeah, he smashed it for me last night. He he helped me get over the cash line on DraftKings. Yep. Uh, I like him. And yep. Biombo, he was really good in 28 minutes with the spot, yeah. spot spot start, he got the double-double. So he's a potential value center. There are also three or four other value centers that I like. Um, and then Brad Wanamaker had the opportunity that we wanted, 23 minutes, 11 shots, but he only made one. So mm. his, his streak of 7x return ended. Uh, but again, with Rozier likely back, he's going to take a hit as well. So this is a good good chance of a fade here for me as well. And continue on to the other 7 o'clock game, much more high-profile. High yeah. Brooklyn and Philly, both 37-17. and 17. This is the first ESPN game tonight. Uh, 229 total here, Philly favored by 7. We do have good pace here on both sides. Bad Brooklyn defense. Two really good offenses. The only thing we don't like for DFS is, is Philly's strong defense. They're still number right. two. 
in the league. And we do have big question marks with Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving, questionable with the personal issues. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, questionable. He set out the last one. Um, and then, of course, it uh, we've got KD easing back in uh, in terms of his minutes. He got bumped up to 27 minutes last game. Yeah. Did, did very well. He shot 11 of 15 from the field. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he, he really is. But uh, tough defense here. And too many moving parts here for me to make a final decision. Um, but I, I think the, the center spot's going to be important. Who's going to be out there to guard Embiid? Is LaMarcus Aldridge back? Do they go with DeAndre Jordan, potentially, who they did dust off last game? 21 minutes, played pretty well, 13-7. and seven. I think there's yeah. a good chance he starts if Aldridge is out because they need that big body. And I think he'll have a, a better chance to slow Embiid down than Claxton, who I think is a little bit undersized to deal with Embiid. Right. Um, for the value on Brooklyn, there it could be somebody you would look at here. Um, Bruce Brown, potentially. Shamit played well last game. Um, but uh, I'm just not ready to make that call yet. So um, might just end up fading Brooklyn. On the Philly side, you know, I'd like to get maybe one of these guys out there. Uh, Embiid is really expensive. Ben Ben Simmons, who I haven't played much lately, is is pretty cheap on FanDuel at seven thousand. You know, with with the extra possessions here, he could potentially have one of his better games. Tobias Harris is also pretty cheap on FanDuel, but you know, for a, a pretty high total here, coach of two twenty nine, I'm just at this point not too excited about this game. Interesting. Yeah, I I mean, I've got a couple takes here. I mean, I think. I think KD's in play for me. I mean, I I expect 32 minutes. That's what I have him marked down for right now. And with his efficiency and the fact that, you know, and again, I'm interested in KD if Irving doesn't play. So let me quali- qualify that. I, I don't think Irving plays, but he is listed as questionable. We know Harden's not playing. So if Durant's the man and he's playing 32 minutes like I'm anticipating, uh, that's I, I'm good with that. Uh, I don't care if it's Philly defense or not. KD doesn't need to finish a bunch of shots in the paint and try to you know beat Embiid to the glass. He's going to take threes, mid rangers, floaters. I mean you know and uh, yeah, Philly's a, a fine defensive team, but who can match up against Durant? I mean he's so much taller than a Green or a Thibel or whoever else they try to put on, uh, put on him. He'll shoot over the top and pass over the top. If they try to go bigger with the Tobias or somebody, you know, it, it, his quickness is there. I mean, he's just the nightmare matchup for any coach. So I like KD here. I really do. I think, uh, you know, I want to get that Irving news locked down. But, you know, he's the guy that I'm interested in uh, on the Brooklyn side. I'm not going to go anywhere else there. Certainly don't want to get into that nightmare of, you know, five guys playing the five during the game in Green, Claxton, um, DJ, you know, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, LaMarcus, if he's in. I yeah. mean, it's just a big mess. Uh, it's good depth for them, but not for DFS. And then on the Philly side, uh, you know, you would think if Ben Simmons is going to have a blowout game where he really blows it up, this would be the opportunity. I, I just never can go there, man. I know his price is way down, but you know why it's way down? Because he's not producing. You don't see those huge triple-double 8-9x games. Now, maybe he'll have one tonight. Maybe I talked him into it. But, mm-hmm. you know, with the inability to shoot outside of, like, five feet and being a guard, it just limits you. And I, I know I say that a lot, but, you know, he's awesome. He's a great defender. He, I'd love to have him on my team if I was coaching, but as an anchor on a DFS squad, I just I'm not comfortable going there. But this is a good matchup for him. Um, there's 11 games. There's so many great options. There's some phenomenal pay down value centers. So as much as I love Joel Embiid, and and here's a stat for you, Andrew. And this I don't know who keeps the stat, but it, it's a true stat. The two guys in the league that have the biggest jump 
in their performance based statistically uh, on national TV games are number one, LeBron, and number two, Joel Embiid. So they know when the camera's on and, and they turn it up. So that is tempting. And it ju- it does make me interested. But Brooklyn knows that they have to squeeze down on him and force somebody else, you know, to beat him. And I think with all those bodies I mentioned, the six bodies that play the four or five, I think you're, they're going to see a lot of doubling, a lot of fouls given, you know, although he makes his foul shots. But, um, you know, I just don't think it's the, the perfect scenario to pay up that much as much as I love Joel. So for me, I doubt I'm going much Philly here, uh, even though Brooklyn's defense is not great. But uh, unless Irving gets ruled in, I'm probably going to just skip out of this game with, with my man KD. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm up, right? You're San up. Antonio, Toronto. We have San Antonio minus four and a half. This is the uh, 7.30 game. It's a 2.23 total, and it's the second night of a back-to-back for Toronto. The other reason, by the way, that I like KD is it's an island game for them, so I think he'll get that 32, 33 minutes in a close game. Right. All right, uh, Spurs. Interesting. You know, the Spurs are always our nightmare team, and when you have big slates, you you tend to want to fade from them a little bit. Um, DeJounte Murray's been phenomenal, though. I, I think he's a future star in this league. I really do. And I'm interested in him a little bit here because uh, Toronto, again, uh, all these guys, you know, out, uh, Bembry, Lowry, Trent, Van Vliet, all out. <clears throat> and then their backups, Harrison Watson, are, are still uh, questionable. So you've got that the group that's, more than likely going to start is Flynn, Hood, Ananobi, Siakam, and Boucher. And with all those other guys out, you know, you, you're you going to get numbers from these guys. You know, Flynn's in play again for me, even though I like DeJounte Murray on the other side. Uh, playing both sides of that could work very well. Um, Ananobi, uh, just, that dude is a monster too. He's He could have a really solid game here. I don't like DeRozan because he's going to grab Ananobi defense for sure, and Ananobi's had some good success against him. You know, the, the guy that I, I'm drawn to again, and it's only because when I watch his games, and I watched a lot of his game last night, he's such an incredible ball hog, is, is Pascal Siakam. It's like he gets the ball, he's looking for a shot, penetrates, he gets jammed up. He still looks for a shot. It's it doesn't. He doesn't even pass out of doubles cleanly. Uh, one time, you know, I'm saying give up the damn ball. He was just almost triple teamed, and he was like falling down. He finally got it to Flynn, who hit a three. And of course, I had Flynn. That's why I was rooting for it. But you know, I'm thinking to myself, I want to be on the other side of this more often than not because you feel complete. It's like Julius Randle. I'm getting the ball. Get out of my way. This is. I'm scoring, I'm, you know, leading this team. And when you don't have Van Vliet and Lowry on the floor, you know, uh, it's it's Siakam's world. I mean, Boucher is effective, but you have absolutely no idea where he's going to be with his brain. I can sort of see now why Nurse gets a little frustrated with him. Like, he's a little bit all over the place, like like, almost like a rookie, even though the guy's 20 years old. But uh, Siakam... I know it's not popular against the Spurs here, but I, I like him here. I, I think he's a, a good play. Uh, I like this game. I can see myself, you know, with possibly Murray if I can afford him. Uh, the the uh, Flynn, who's not cheap, but he's still mid-level uh, strong value, and he finished that game on fire. So he's going to be in consideration. But my favorite player out of this game is... My my buddy, Mr. Ballhog Siakam. So I hope he decides he's going to try to take another 25 to 30 shots in this one. So I want to take advantage of the shorthanded Toronto team and, and try to have a couple of those guys in here because they're going to get big minutes. Yeah, it is a it is a good opportunity for them back to back. Um, so that would be a concern for Siakam, the big minutes last night. 
But yeah, yeah, great opportunity for Flynn and Hood. I agree. He he steps up as a real value play here with Trent out. And so, by the way, the last three games, Siakam didn't lose minutes in his back to back at all. Okay. Um, Kem Birch off the bench is, is there. You another, go another value play. He got twenty four minutes. Kem Birch sighting. He's yeah. back. Thirteen and seven in twenty four minutes, and he's good price. We've always sides. liked him. Why don't teams want him? It's guys. It's amazing to me with some guys that just float around. No one like Thad Young. He's been on like eight teams. These guys are good. It, I don't know what they're looking at. Yeah, sorry. Um, and then little Kim Birch, you know, support. Yeah. So um, I, I think I agree with you. Demar Derozan, tough matchup likely with OG. So I'm more interested in the Toronto guys. And before we move on, I do want to clean something up, Coach. It is a back-to-back for Brooklyn, and I was hesitating because oh, I was okay. thinking that it was, but I forgot to write it down, and it was that afternoon makeup game, remember, oh. with, with Minnesota yesterday? So, Oh, yeah, that, that awkward game that yeah. they stuck in so there. That's why I was hesitating a little bit more about mm-hmm. Durant mentioning his 27 minutes, so I apologize that I didn't add that as the back-to-back. So Yeah, that, that gives me a little pause there, so I'm going to have to relook at that. Okay. All right, well, let's move to the 8 o'clock games. We've got three of them, starting with the Clippers in Detroit. Clippers, 8.5-point favorites, 219.5 total. Back-to-back for the Clippers. Nice high-scoring win over Indiana yesterday. Paul George was huge for us. And the news here, uh, we've got Kawhi questionable. He set out the last one. Um, We'll see. Maybe they sit Paul George here and they bring Kawhi back out Um, on the... Detroit side, we have Dennis Smith Jr. and Magruder out. We've got Jeremy Grant back in. Now, these two teams played recently, high scoring, 131 to 124. Um, we've got the bad defense of Detroit. That's really the key here. And the awesome offense of the Clippers, seemingly no matter who, who they put out there. I don't think I want to pay up for Kawhi or Paul George. I think if one of them sits, I would look at a value play like Luke Kennard. How about Kennard back in Detroit uh, against his old team, really cheap yes. price. Nice little narrative there. They gave up on him. And yeah. he was hot when they traded him, too. Yeah. He was playing well. Right. So Kennard is probably my favorite value play here. Man could get in the mix as well. But is that if, if if either George or Leonard sit? Correct. Okay. One, one of them Just has to Just wanted to, to sit. make sure. Yep. Yeah. With Detroit, Grant is at a, a good price. You know, he, he could... He could step up and do it. He's He's been inconsistent, but uh, probably most interested in the value play of Corey Joseph here, who, you know, has had his price bump back up a little bit, but 18-5 in 13 last game, 32 minutes, he seems to have emerged a little bit as yeah. a guy that they're really focusing on and allowing to play bigger minutes after that mess with the guard rotation. So, He's the guy that I'm most likely to play. So w- looking at really only a, a value play on either side here. Yeah, I'm not crazy about this game either. I, I got to give a shout out like I do on every single show. Now, I think I need to be his agent, and it's Marcus Morris. He just, I, I say it every day and then repeat it the next day. I mean, he stays low priced and he makes value every yep. day. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, he's in play for me if one of, of George or Leonard sit because he's the first guy to step up and take that usage. I mean, it's in black and white on the st- stats. It doesn't matter which one of them. A little bit better when Kawhi sits, but even if George sits, he jumps up. So Morris is in play depending on that news. Um, I, I like the Kennard narrative as well. Uh, but again, uh, you know, one of those guys needs to sit for me for him to be in. Uh, Corey Joseph, you know, I I can see him getting 30 minutes at the point now that Smith's completely ruled out. And, you know, it's it's just uh, the rookie Lee backing him up, and he looks bad right now. So, you know, I think Corey Joseph, if you need a, a pay-down uh, value guy, uh, could get big minutes. Um, Jeremy Grant I'm not going to go with. He is dinged a bit just coming back from that injury. I don't think they're going to push him over the top. And he gets that combination defense either if if it is Kawhi forget it if it's Morris and you know they're they're gonna bang him around I don't think he's quite gonna get his way so not thrilled about this game may look for a few value plays with like a Morris or Joseph and and that's about it okay 
All right, we go on to the next game at uh, 8. It's Orlando and Chicago. And we have uh, Chicago minus 9.5. It's a 217.5 over-under, so pretty low. A couple questionable guys that are majorly in the Orlando rotation, and that's Okiki and Bamba, which is important to know if those guys are going to play or not, so we have to stay Stay in tune with that. Uh, Temple's probable to come back, which gets that crowded backcourt even more crowded. And Otto Porter uh, remains out. So, interesting game. You've got a total that's low, considering you know these teams aren't exactly uh, stoppers defensively. <clears throat> but both, uh, but seems like Orlando games since they blew it up and unloaded everybody uh, has have been a little bit lower scoring you know i anticipated that they would try to stay in games by using a little bit more of the clock uh, because they're so outmanned and that's pretty much what they're doing um you know this is just a a scrappy game on the orlando side i mean i don't think with an 11 game slate and all the values that's out there that you really have to roll the dice use your center spot on a carter or even a, an ennis or bacon or williams i mean they've got Cole Anthony back. They just they've got a lot of spares and they're really not trying to win games. So not I just I'm not interested in Orlando, even though Chicago's defense is just average. Uh, you know, the, the Chicago side, Levine is expensive. Don't want to pay that far up, you know, with a game that could slow down a little bit. Um, you know, Sadaransky with again with uh you know, Temple back and, and and Kobe getting a good run. Not sure there. I mean, Patrick Williams is steady Eddie. I mean, he's going to get his 28 minutes and, and you know, not blow up anything, but not, you know, be zero. But, again, I don't think you have to go to those kind of guys today. Um, you know, I, I do like Thad Young a little bit, but his price has continued to drift up day over day. And uh, I just, you know, Vuk could be phenomenal here but the, the question is you know are they going to need a full run from him uh you know there it isn't a back-to-back for them so yeah i have some interest there in vuk but i just don't know if i could swallow paying up that high when again as i said we have some of these super cheap uh centers pay down centers they're going to get big minutes now on uh DraftKings and yahoo where you can play two centers, uh, I may may look to buy up with Vuk here. Uh, it is pretty amazing. It's against Orlando. He played a long time there. He was an all-star there. Uh, this is their first time playing against his old team. So, you know, I don't know how you don't want to dial him up. I certainly do. Uh, but I got to find a way to get to that price. So Vuk and the narrative will make a lot of my lineups but I'm not going to completely commit it to my FanDuel lineup with just one center. But uh, you know he's going to want to flex here and, and make it known that, you know, he was the center in Orlando and, uh, you know, the best they've had since probably Howard and Shaq. So that's it, man. What do you think? Yeah, I like the narrative as well. He's more in play for me than usual in a, in a game like this. Yeah, you usually don't play Vuk much. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it just sort of depends. I, I, I love his game. It, it mm -hmm. just depends on what the other options are. But I, I do have some interest on in Wendell Carter Jr. on the other side because of that narrative. He's going to be back yeah. in Chicago. And he played 30 minutes in the last game. We've got Mo Bamba questionable. Yeah. So, you know, there's a way that you don't have to pay all the way up uh, to, to get involved there. And I, So I, I like him potentially. And then... Makes sense. With Gary Harris back in the lineup... I'm going to stay away from all the, the wings on Orlando. And then Tice is still a value play for me. 27 minutes again, 18-4-2. He just keeps hitting value off the bench for Chicago. So He's um, been terrific. I just don't think Wendell Carter's that good. That's the thing. Right. I know he's going to want to show, up, show out in Chicago, but, you know, and he's not, like, dirt cheap either. Yeah, 6,000 on both sites. So he's it's so, not... Yeah. Yeah, he's not if my he favorite was play. Five thousand, maybe. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. New York and New Orleans, uh, the last eight o'clock game, 
219 total. Pelicans favored by two and a half at home. And the news here, we have James Johnson questionable. Lonzo doubtful. Right. Now, we start with New York here because they've got the great matchup. New Orleans 28th defensively. Randall's in play for me. And then all the other guys are actually, they've, they've come down in price on both sites. So it has been pretty mixed up with the minutes with the wing players for New York. But I could potentially snag one of them here. Elf Payton was great for me in that big lineup yeah. on Monday. He, is, he, he helped you bring home that pivots what won you the big dog, yeah, right? Yeah, the, the $50,000 lineup had Mr. Payton, so I'm appreciative of his performance for sure. And he's really cheap on both sites. Bullock is cheap, and we know that perimeter players really do well against New Orleans because they can't defend the three-point line. And then your man Burks is 4400 on both sites. He only got 16 minutes last game, but... He, I couldn't believe he only got 16 minutes yeah. that last game. I'm I'm sour on him right now. Yep. Uh, but it, so it's hard to know with the minutes, but one of those guys I think will pay off value. So it could be a GPP option there. And then on the New Orleans side, don't like their matchup, of course, with New York being third defensively. So although we might have some value with a guy like Owundu starting potentially, uh, Najee Marshall getting minutes, Kyra Lewis Jr. getting minutes, I'm probably more focused on getting one of the Knicks in my lineup, and I, I may end up fading New Orleans because of the matchup. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I mean, it is going to be fun, Julius Randle against Zion Williamson. You talk about two meaty fellas going at it. You know, that's that's going to be terrific to see. Um, you know, I, I'm not a huge uh, proponent of, of, of playing this game because of the fact that the Knicks are really going to try to control tempo here. They don't want to let the, the Pels get out and run, and that's where – they do a lot of their damage. So, you know, I, I do like Julius Randle. His price is very prohibitive, though. So it's, it concerns me a little bit uh, on that side. But, you know, if I can fit him, uh, I certainly would love to put him in there. Uh, the Pels, it's just such a pace down and such a defensive matchup for them that I'm not, you know, crazy about spending up, especially for Ingram or Williamson. Um, you know, your your man, Kyra Lewis Jr., I think he's a dangerous play here because he's sort of the de facto uh, point guard at this point with all their other guys hurt, isn't he? Yeah, it's just that we don't know. Are they going to follow that pattern last game where they started Bledsoe and Awundu and they, they brought Kyra Lewis Jr. off the bench? And that's what I'm concerned about in terms of yeah. locking him in as a as a core value play. If he started, I'd be I'd be pumped about him, but... Uh, I think there's a good chance they bring him off the bench again. Yeah, and that'll be news-driven. We'll see how that rolls. You know, I Wandu's not... I don't understand why they would want to start him over uh, Lewis, but, you know, let's see how that lineup rolls out. And don't be surprised if he's not back in there uh, at the one. And if he is, I think uh, he, you know, again, with all the other guys out, I just, I like his game, and I think that... He'd be the one guy that's super value that, that you could take there. But I'm with you, man. I just don't think this is the uh, you know, the best game on the slate for sure. Okay. Take us to 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, we have the Indiana Pacers and the Houston Rockets. Right now, we've got Indiana minus 5. Big fat 233.5. I usually get the 230-plus games, and it stays true today. Uh, second night of a back-to-back for the Pacers, so, you know, that is a bit of an issue. And Turner, Miles Turner, is questionable. Huge news there for us to know. Uh, you know, we bought up with Turner out last game with Sabonis, and uh, he was just okay, just barely got there. So l- not sure at that pricing if he's the spot to go. Certainly not going to if Turner's back. Uh, just because it does affect Sabonis' rebound numbers. Uh, you know, a little bit of usage, but not much. But, uh, you know, Houston's with o- Olenek and Wood in the big spots now are, are pretty scrappy defensively. Wood's a, 
an above-average defender. Olenek's underrated. He strips the ball, gets a body on people. I think he's he's an underrated defender. So I'm not going to go with the bigs at Indiana uh, here. You know, for Houston, they lost some of their depth at uh, guard with Augustine and Brown both out this game. So it does make you more interested in, uh, you know, Wall and Porter. But with, with Wall and Porter and now Olenek, and Wood, uh, and even a decent run from Jay Sean Tate, even though they're shorthanded, the ball is starting to at least be spread around a little bit. I mean, before, when a lot of these guys were out, it was just all the porter you could eat or all the wall you could eat. But, you know, there is uh, some diversity now with, with running this offense, and it is improving a little bit. But, you know, you do, you do have a situation with a high spread, which does want – to make you get some, uh, you know, some some guys here that can make a difference. Here's here's the, what I'm looking at right now, though. I think, without question, that uh, Karis Levert is going to get Jay Sean Tate defense, and that I'm going to try to avoid. As as hot and awesome as Levert has been, uh, I prefer more Brogdon here. I mean, he's I haven't played him lately, but his price went down. He's becoming more efficient. He's starting to, uh, you know, uh, come out of that little slump he was in with all his little floaters and everything. And John Wall's a bad defender. So Brogdon becomes the the guy that I'm most interested in on the Indiana side. And, you know, I do have interest in these Houston guys. I think that, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Porter is a decent play. I like him better than John Wall in this game because of the price. And I think Christian Wood is not a bad a bad pay-up option uh, at center just with uh, how well he plays. I mean, he had a bad game uh, either the last game or the one before where he just wasn't – things weren't going his way. He picked up a, a couple chippy fouls, and uh, but he still, you know, gets numbers because he hits the three uh, at a high percentage for a big man and, uh, you know, gets a lot of those ancillary uh, – stats you know he's gonna get you stocks and you know i really like him i think his price is fair and i definitely want exposure in this game so a couple of rockets maybe one pacer this could be you know possibly one of my key games unless you know we get some news and and i'm down just a couple in this game but i do like this game and i think it's important to have uh exposure here yeah, what an interesting situation here for Houston. This could be rough for the franchise to watch this game play out with Levert I, coming to town. The most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life that they didn't keep Levert. Yeah, in a groove, and Oladipo obviously long gone. So tough spot here, but I agree. I have more interest in Porter here. I like that he got 22-5-14 and 14 with Wall playing against Houston, yeah. and I like his yeah. price a lot better. So Porter's on my radar Wood, I love that he's in the 7K range. Uh, center, as you mentioned, on DraftKings. Still a power yeah. power forward on this slate on FanDuel, so FanDuel. That, that helps. And then with those guards out, the guy who came onto the scene is Armani Brooks. Um, yeah. 14 minutes, four or five three-pointers, bare minimum on both sites. So he's a guy to keep an eye on, especially if you're playing a smaller slate or a single game. Um, and then with Indiana... Um, I agree. I, I don't want to pay up for Sabonis here. Not looking to pay up for Levert probably either. And it is a back-to-back, so I may just end up with a guy from Houston or two and then continue on. Beautiful. Next, we have Golden State in Oklahoma City. Front end for Golden State. Back end for Oklahoma City, of course, as Dort uh, cemented his road to uh, Springfield in the Hall of Fame last night. I, I, I sent a tweet out joking about that yesterday but uh, that was terrific highest Jeez. score on the slate in the 5k i couldn't range. believe what i was watching there yeah. for a while and it the, was the, like is this happening beautiful thing is i was watching at the end and he checked out with about two and a half minutes to go or maybe three three and a half and i thought he was done but he came back for a little bit more and he just kept <laughs> jacking so it was oh it was tremendous he was he was firing away now it is a back-to-back big minutes they were in utah so a tough back-to-back for them it is. Um, you know, he's playable. He's definitely my favorite OKC guy. He's still in the 5K range, so not expecting 60 fantasy points, uh, but he does get a good pace here. 
Golden State, second in the league, of course. Uh, on the Golden State side, how about Steph dropping 53 points on Denver? Unbelievable. Just, wow. You know, talk about a Hall of Famer. We know he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, he's the best shooter ever. Yeah. I'll tell you who stinks, though. I hate to be negative here about anybody, but I watched Kavon Looney because for some insane reason I decided to put him in one of my lineups. Mm -hmm. He stinks. Well, he didn't score, so you don't like that. He was 0 for no. 4, I think, but he got 11 rebounds. And, he just uh, looks boxy out there, just like yeah. he shouldn't be out there. Well, he's more of a, you know, he's a strong defender, strong rebounder. He's not a yeah. fluid offensive guy who's going to wow you with a reverse layup in traffic. He, he's on my poop team, Andrew. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. He was the key to a lot of uh, our good lineups on Monday, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine with him. You um, still like him. Remember, okay. he was the pivot from Bobon. That was the other pivot I know. in that lineup. I um, know. So... Uh, he is one of the value centers you, you could look at, but tough matchup against Moses Brown and, and that length, so he's not my favorite. Um, so, you know, we've got Baysmore Bays likely in the starting lineup again with Oubre doubtful. So for me, right. it's 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 Baysmore or Dort potentially as a mid-tier uh, option and then and then otherwise probably pass this game. Do you think this game blows out? It's, a, you know, with that double-digit spread with Oklahoma City just sort of... Probably. You know. I mean, back-to-back... Um, yeah, tough, tough situation for OKC here. So good chance. Yeah. And that that's my biggest concern. You know, I think there's some decent plays here, but are we going to get full run? You know, um, I like Baysmore as well that being in that starting unit, but he's not a kind of guy that gets, uh, you know, uh, sweep up minutes at the end because he's a vet. So that scares me a little But at his price in the starting lineup against this team i think it's re he's a reasonable play um not particularly excited about paying up for curry just because of the blowout potential even though he is hot uh you know the number the over under number is not bad though it's fair um draymond is always a possibility his price keeps fluctuating a little bit there are going to be some some. Uh, there is going to be some usage available with Ubre out. He hasn't missed a lot of games, and uh, you know Pascal's out as well. So, you know Draymond is tempting. I think that uh, Toscano Anderson for a GPP is tempting. Um, you know, I, and Baysmore's probably the the target here for the value play on the Golden State side. But I think you're going to see a lot of their bench, a lot of pool and, and guys like that. And you, you really can't dig that deep, in my opinion, with 22 teams playing tonight. Uh, on the Thunder side, you know, do you dial up Dort again? I mean, you're not going to probably go there, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been playing with the lineups here, and he ended up in there on, on one of the two builds I've I've come up with. Okay. Um, so he's he for me he's playable he's not not a lock, but uh, yeah. I mean hard to argue against him. He's feeling really good right now. That's for sure. I mean I know it. And is he going to get that full run? I mean he's a young dude. You would think that as they're trying to develop chemistry and get things going there that he may. Uh, I you know do, does it look like points chasing? Of course, but I don't think it's really relevant in this situation because there's. They just don't have a spark. He's red hot. You know, Golden State uh, isn't a great defender defender in the backcourt, and he played like the the two three spot. So, you know, I think he's he could possibly sneak in there because uh, his price is still good. After that, though, there, there's a lot of sharing of time going on here. Uh, Pokashevsky is questionable, so we need to see if he's going to play. Because he gets a big run when he is in there, you know. But now with Baisley and Brown and Bradley's played real well for them at center, so they've got a lot of options. Roby, I mean, a bunch of guys they're going to use, uh, which makes it, them unplayable uh, DFS wise. Maladon is their main, uh, you know. Teo is their main point guard that's going to get the main minutes. You know, is he going to be? At 19, a little in awe playing against Curry and, and trying to match up to that, uh, possibly. But his price is still cheap, and he's getting big minutes, and he is going to have the ball in his hands a lot. So 
I think he's at least an option uh, to take a look at here. Uh, you know, uh, as is Pokashevsky if he plays. I think you can get a nice value play here that can grab you 35, you know, 40 DFS points at a, at a, a cheap price. So, you know, looking at Bays, possibly Draymond, Teo, Poku if he plays, and then possibility of of a little dort exposure so i do like the game though yeah i'm glad you mentioned toscano anderson as well i did make a note here for him 24 minutes last game good cheap price and i think this is type of game where maybe he steps up and gets you know at least that those 24 minutes here on the front end of a back-to-back and we know that he can really spike up when he's out there so he's in play for me as well yeah, he plays hard, man. He he's gonna give you the best he has, even if you get him for 22, 24 minutes. You know, he's generally gonna to get close to value. All right, we go to the last 930 game. It is the Dallas Mavericks. I know a little bit about them, and they're playing the Grizz. And Dallas is a two-point road favorite, a 226 over under. The only main guy listed out right now is DeAnthony Melton for Memphis. Uh, interesting game. And Winslow, intrigued. too. Winslow's out again. Oh, yeah, Justice Winslow. Yep. He's been out for quite some time, and hes I don't think he's going to get back into the flow uh, for a while. They did sign uh, Tim Frazier. You mentioned that yesterday, and, and now he is uh, questionable to play. So he could get some minutes in that backcourt spelling uh, jaw. Um, you know, my frustration, I, I was sharing it in Discord a little bit the other day. It's just, it drives me nuts with the Mavs because they constantly rest either Luca or Porzingis, and it's cost them a ton of games, and it may cost them, uh, you know, a playoff spot. They may be in the play-in, but they do. They are both expected to play today. Uh, Dallas, you know, is at full, full throttle for this game. That's why they're a slight favorite, but, you know, this should be an interesting one. You know, you've got two defenses that uh, have improved but have had struggled in the past, but both are getting better. Uh, and there's, you know, a, a lot of sharing to go on here, especially on the Mavs side. You know, when when you have Luke and KP in there, you know, I've, I've stated this multiple times and it still, still goes. Luca is actually better with Porzingis on the floor from a DFS standpoint. It's down to 0.3 better, but the bottom line is people think he's when one of those guys sits, the other guy's a smash play. And, and yes, Porzingis, Porzingis goes up uh, when Luca's out, but like I say, Luca's even more of an option when Porzingis is playing. So, do I want to spend up that high for Luca on a slate like this? I, I, I'm not going to go there just because I don't want a stars and scrubs. Uh, build here i think there's enough mid-level value plays uh you know the the woods and different guys that are at a price that makes sense that you can build without having to you know dig down and and really take a long shot guy um porzingis has been terrific i mean he really has he's uh and they don't have a great matchup for him he'll see valachunas probably a little double from anderson he'll see clark Uh, He's playing good. He really is. Uh, His price isn't great, but I reluctantly say I'm I'm looking at him as a possibility here. I think he's we know he's rested because he sat the last game and, you know, I think he'll get the full run for him, which now is, you know, low 30s and he is running him with Luke a little bit more than he did. So, uh you know, when they stagger them, it's generally in the second and third quarter. And you'll, you know, he's out there when Luke is not. And then Brunson's at point. And that's when he usually spikes. You'll see him hit some threes and get some things going. So I know it's, I'm reluctant to do it, but Porzingis is definitely uh, one of my targets today. Uh, you know, I think he's, he's the guy that comes out of this from the Dallas side is super playable. I don't want to go anywhere else too much of you know whose turn is it between Brunson, Richardson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cleva, Melly, just a lot of bodies and a lot of sharing. So it's KP for me, uh, not that he's my favorite guy, but maybe he can win me over with a big game tonight. Um, on the Memphis side, you know, Jaw has been 
solid. He really has. He's he's improved. He's that. Did you see the alley oop dunk he had the last game? Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous, man. Uh, you know, I like him in this matchup. His price isn't outrageous either. Uh, you know, and he can get hot, and he's a kind of guy that that uh, you know can give Dallas a little bit of trouble. I think he'll keep the pace going. Uh, don't like any of the other guys except for Joe Val. You know that I'm a a lunatic for playing bigs against Dallas, and I think Joe Val is the kind of big that gives the Mavs a lot of trouble, and that's a bit of a wide body, strong, uh, and I think he's going to do very well against the Mavericks tonight. So he's he's the center that I'm paying up for a little bit. Uh, I do have a few other uh, value centers that we'll talk about that I sort of like too, but I like him in this matchup. And even if they throw Boban at him for a little bit, which they may, you know, Boban could get 15, 16 minutes and bother him a little bit. But, uh, you know, Jovell has a 12, 15 footer enough to drag Boban from the basket and, you know, he's not as slow as you'd think. He's got a quick first step, can finish well at the rim, both hands. So, you know, I know Joe Val's gotten in some foul trouble for me in the past, and I've cursed him. <laughs> but I'm hoping he keeps the reaching to a minimum. And, uh, you know, I think he can do some damage here. So this could be important for me if I have the two big dudes in KP and, and Joe Val going head to head. I like I like Joe Val here as a possible play. You know he is volatile, coming off a really good game, and we played him when they played Dallas earlier, which turned yeah. into a dud game. One hundred two ninety two. It was a bad game. Luca yeah. very low volume. Jaw was decent, and Joe Val was five of eighteen from the field, and so and, it just yeah. didn't click. He just was off a little bit, but he's he's the guy that I'd be most likely to pay up here. For, if he gets 20 yeah. shots, man, we're good. Yep. And then I, I, I wouldn't mind Brunson on the other side. He's the kind of value play who's been really steady that I wouldn't mind playing. But I probably won't play any of the Dallas guys. It'll be Joe Val or Pass for me. And we go to the 10 o'clock games. Two of those yes. here before we build our two brains lineup. Starting with Miami and Denver. 213 total. Nuggets favored by four and a half. Tough back to back for Denver for, for sorry for Miami losing by twenty in Phoenix. Now they have to travel to Denver. Uh, Jimmy twisted his ankle. He came back into the game, but wasn't a hundred percent. I don't like anybody on Miami really in this scenario with uh, such a slow pace here. Twenty seventh and 29th. Yeah. Uh, Ariza would probably be the only guy I would play because he's really cheap on both sides still. On the Denver side, unfortunately, Murray is out. Uh, for the season with that ACL, so our condolences to Joe Stanton and and his Nuggets. Oh, that's uh, such a tough loss for them, man. Yep. So we'll have Compazzo now likely starting. He's playable for me. He's my favorite guy in this game. Decent price. Uh, or you could go with the value guy of a Morris or a P.J. Dozier. But for me, it's probably Compazzo or pass this game. Well, fuck you, uh, Andrew. <laughs> fuck you, Compazzo. Compazzo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He is he's going to be the plug and play today. Isn't he going to be chalky everywhere? I think he is, but just because of his price in 33 34 minutes that he's going to get, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, the problem is you got other value guards like Flynn and then you've got the pay up guards in the next game, Fox and Westbrook. So Yeah, I never the, heard of those guys though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just I know Morris is there and he'll scoop a few minutes from Capazzo, but he just seems like Solid play. You know, it's not a great matchup either because Miami's slow and, and defensive. This game just the guys are too expensive for a pace that, you know, it's it would take a triple overtime game, I think, for these guys to get to where they need. I mean, the Joker, bam, Jimmy with the bum ankle. I mean, I just I don't see it anywhere in this game uh that it really makes it worth it. And, you know, you're really gonna have to grind to get somebody to their number. Now Composo until they had completely adjust his price, if he is going to get low to mid thirties minutes, which is possible, uh, you know, I think he's the guy that you have to look at just from a value standpoint for, for and from a usage. I mean, he's the kind of guy in a scenario like this. 
I could see dropping a dozen assists, you know, and, and then chipping in in different spots, uh, you know, with the rest of his game. So, yeah, not a game I'm going to focus on. It makes the after hours two game slate very interesting because I'm going to try to roster 10 guys from Washington and Sacramento, even though you're only allowed to roster eight. Exactly. And I want nobody from <laughs> from Miami, Denver. They also make you put uh, more than two teams in. So I'm going to have to. Somebody's going to be the sacrificial lamb and make the Miami-Denver game uh, for one guy, and it's probably uh, Compazzo. And I won't swear anymore by saying his first name because I can't say it without sounding rude. <laughs> right on. <laughs> All right, late right. night hammer. Washington-Sacramento, you know, we it only took however long and all these games to get to this one. I mean, you got every scenario here check all the boxes they're all checked because you got a two-point spread close spread washington's favorite on the road 236 and a half and going up sacramento's on the first night of a back-to-back washington is not on a back-to-back and you got all the the bullets here you got westbrook you got beal you got fox i mean all three of those guys are going to be firing and and you know playing and then you got a lot of good guys you know alongside of them uh, right now, Heald is questionable, and Holmes is doubtful. So we need the Heald no- news because that's important. There's a lot of shots and usage available if he's out. Um, Holmes being out makes it even more delightful, in my opinion. I know Whiteside will get big minutes. He's the pay-down center that everybody and their brother and sister and mother are going to roster because, you know, high pace game. He's the starting center. He's cheap. And I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm with everybody else. This is one of those scenarios, you know, we talked about in our meeting uh, the uh, last Saturday. Sometimes you just have to eat the chalk and just be, be done with it. I mean, he's going to be cheap, but he, I would think he's going to get low 30s minutes for him. Even at 26 to 28 with his blocks and rebounds uh, in a high-paced, high-tempo game, uh, I think he's a fine play. Um, I like Fox, too. I, I don't care what anybody says. That dude is the most improved player in the league to me. Uh, I like Fox Whiteside on that side. You can also, if you want to you know, really catch the fury here, and I'll have him in my after hours, you can look at a Harkless. You can look at a Barnes. And then, again, we need to see what that healed news is to determine if we can go uh, even a step uh, deeper there. Uh, on the Washington side, you know, it's it's almost impossible to afford both Westbrook and Beal. I tried that whole, I tried the Westbrook Beal Fox lineup before, and it did not work. Uh, you know, you're sort of playing against yourself a little bit because, yes, Westbrook and Beal can both smash, but not like hugely smash unless one of them does and one of them doesn't. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think you got to, in my opinion, you got to make your decision there. Which which guy uh, do you favor? And you know, you got to look at the pricing. I think they're equally as good a play. Uh, Beal looked fine after coming back the last game. Uh, you know, so Westbrook or Beal will make my lineup. I just haven't determined which one. Uh, a lot of it's going to be positionality uh, as well. Um, you can always go to my man Hashimura. You know, he and Marcus Morris have probably been my two most rostered guys. His price has drifted up, but he plays monster minutes and he's very uh, efficient rebounding. Uh, you know, he'll he'll get a, a couple steals and then certainly he can score it. So uh, great game. Love it. Could have uh, three, four pieces. This will be my highest owned game. Uh, on the slate as it will be for most people, but I think you have to. I mean, it it stands out amongst the rest as the game that makes the most sense, uh, you know, to have decent exposure. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Going to have a lot of exposure to it on every slate. I think you can play Westbrook and Beal together and make it a game stack with Fox. If you look at what Washington did against Utah, I know of all teams. Westbrook was 25-14 and 14 and Beal was 34-3 and 5. Yeah. Um and so that was really encouraging for Beal to get 37 minutes and and get back in the groove. So I like both of those guys. 
Bertans could be playable uh, for a game stack. And then with Sacramento, in addition to Fox, I do like Mo Harkless here. I got 34 minutes with healed out. Uh, Whiteside, I do also like, and I hope that he starts. The, the nice thing here is if you roster him, you can always pivot if they decide to start Damian Jones for some reason, who got 19 right. minutes last game and Whiteside only got three. Um, you know, if they go with a, a Jones type who's more like Holmes in the way that he plays, true. Um, then you can always pivot to him because he's cheaper. Um, so, uh, yeah, going to have a lot of exposure here too, and we'll have an eye on Halliburton as well if, yeah. if Heald is out and he starts again. So, let's transition right into our two brains lineup, Coach. I'll All right. Get, well, before we do that, we we can't just let him have this two brains lineup for free. I mean, picking mm-hmm. our brains, it's like you know. Uh, two uh, monkeys at the zoo. <laughs> so why don't why don't we give a, a quick? Uh, you want to shout out some DFS Coach Talk? How to join us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, DFSCoachTalk.com is our website. Just go there, grab whichever length of membership you want, and then you'll be with us tonight in Discord. What we do is we get you oh, into we Discord. We got dog issues here. Chances. Hey is uh Chances. ready for the two brains lineup um so ready. after you chance. sign up on our website we get you into our discord with an email then we give out the lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before lock and then throughout the evening if we make any edits to our lineups or to this one the two brains lineup will do it right there in discord so that's the place to follow us and uh, take advantage of the full lineups on fanduel we also do the cash lineup on fanduel and the full lineup on Yahoo and our DraftKings coaches clipboard. Um, so there, there's the uh, the best way to to sign up. DFSCoachTalk.com. If you have any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. You see, Chance. We sure do. All right, he's here. He's here just for the two brains lineup and to to uh, keep. He is our going to be a three our master. three brains lineup. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> absolutely. And he's the, the the strongest brain. All right, I'm ready, man, and I'm excited. If you're watching this on YouTube, I don't know if you said this because I was distracted by the dog, but if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, definitely uh, hit the the thumbs up, subscribe button, and if you can, uh, hit that uh, alert button up in the corner because then you know when our podcast posts. We have an afternoon podcast today with PGA, so uh, we'd love to hear you in here. All right, go ahead. You pick first this time, my man. You always give me the first pick. All right. Uh, let's let's uh, save some money. Let's get Whiteside in there to start as our center, 3,600. Again, we can pivot. There's three other value centers potentially on this slate. Uh, okay. Looney, Bismack, Biombo, DeAndre Jordan, or Jones if, if he starts in this game. Yeah. Um, that's fine. <laughs> Chance is trying to bark. This is hilarious. All right, so Whiteside starts our squad. Yep. Uh, and then I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going with De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Excellent. I just... I'm on him in all 100% of my lineups tonight. Okay. Um, I'll Let me get Beal in there. Um, because at 8,500 okay. on, on FanDuel... Uh, I think that's a wonderful value in, in a game. You're not going to get a better game environment for, for Bradley Beal than this one. All right. I'm going to jump in with a, a guy that is going to be cheap, Composo, 4600 Okay. Are you cool with that? I am. That'll give us okay. plenty of money to spend elsewhere. With him and Whiteside, we got some cash now. So Yes, we do. Um, all right. So let me go ahead and pay up with... A guy that I think you'll be okay with. It's Randall at ninety four hundred. Um, okay. I think we have. I'm fine with that. I, you know, I'm a big Julius fan. Yep. So okay, Randall for ninety four. I hope you're okay with this. Can I put Porzingis next to him? Oh boy. Ugh. You good, don't like it? Good thing it's a, called a GPP lineup. How about don't Wood? Be- What's Cheaper. wrong with Cape? You're gonna you're gonna deny a I, Mavericks well, fan no, a fifty you know, a fifty burger from KP. Well, no, I, yeah, we let we can roll with it because here's the thing. Yeah. He's one of those guys I can't figure out 
if he's going to come out and, and put up a 25 or a 50 burger. So if uh, you're feeling it. I'm feeling it tonight. And wow. I, you know me, I'm rough on chance. Porzingis. Is that what chance whispered to you? Uh, chance began the barking when he saw that I had Porzingis penciled in. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I <laughs> is, don't he, know. is that the dog of the day? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, so 8,800 for Mr. Porzingis. Let's go, KP. This is this is your time to shine, my man. Let me go with another value play here, and then we'll see what happens at small forward. Let's get Luke Kennard in there, 3,800, going up against his former team. If uh, Remember, though, if Kawhi and Paul George are both playing, then we will take him out of the lineup. Yes, so it's important. Follow us in on Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. Our man Joe will be posting updates there. Then if you're in Discord, then it's it's a piece of cake for you. Um, all right, this is going to shock you, this pick. But it's going to do wonders for us, and I just have a good feeling about it. $4,000 Maurice Harkless. Okay. I'm game for that. I just think it opens up the option. Oh, man. So that leaves 7,700 at small forward. And we've got Michael Porter, Kyle Anderson. I don't really like either of those options. No. So Um, we can maneuver up or down here. Let's go down to Kevin Porter. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. He's 6,800. I'd rather pay 65 for Kevin Porter, I think. Yeah, I'm fine with that, too. You know, I like him better today than... Then wall. So what would that? That give gives us, us an bio? extra, an extra twelve hundred. Wow. So if we, are there any 50, 58 range uh, point guards that if we if we took Composo out, we could pay up Flynn. from. We could pay up from Mo Harkless to Kent Bazemore. That's an option. I think that's a wash. Yeah. yeah well, the only thing is, we. I mean, if Buddy Heald plays. Mo Harkless could take a bit of a hit. Uh, he might still start. They might just put Halliburton back on the bench. Hal- but, yeah, he's been Halliburton had been coming off the bench. Uh, I mean, that's a possibility. Point guards. Yeah, I mean, oh, we could we could pay up to Malachi Flynn actually from that, Composite. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I'd rather do that. Yeah. Um, and that gives us still a few bucks, right? Uh, it's five hundred. Five hundred. Right, let's just. Is there anywhere that that five hundred would would be earth shattering? Um, let's see here. Um, I think what we can do is we can save that five hundred because if we have to pivot off of Canard, then right. there's some guys in the low four K range that we could go to like uh, Reggie Bullock, or we can't quite get to Alec Burks. Well, um, we also don't know for sure on Whiteside because uh, if he's not going to start, then that's that might need a pivot as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we don't want to play him if he's not starting. Right. So let's leave the 500 on the table. Okay. Keep an eye on the Canard and Whiteside news. And I think the rest of the team looks terrific. Yep. All right, there it is. Malachi Flynn, Fox, Canard, Beal, Harkless, Kevin Porter, Porzingis, the spotlight's going to be on him tonight, that's for sure. Randall <laughs> and Whiteside. There's our group. Uh, appreciate you all joining us here, and uh, hope that lineup is successful. We will make pivots if necessary. Follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Follow me at Language Olympic. And we'll be back later today for golf and back again tomorrow for hoops, of course. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.